This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required, points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, zero dollar delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Hello, good evening. Brendan Rogers got three years left on his contract and he is the highest paid manager in the club's history. He's been at charge, he's been he's been in charge, sorry, longer at Leicester than any other club in his career. It's in it is uncharted territory for him, I think probably for the fans as well. And despite his frustrations and concerns over the direction of the clubs, he won't walk away. Says who? Says Rob Tanner of the, of the Athletic. We'll see. It's time. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Tonight Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts.
Don't do shows at 10 o'clock on a Thursday or have them run over 10 o'clock on Thursday during August when you live in Paul because it's firework nights. Um, I'll tell you what, it's been a joy to hear the fireworks because we're not going to get many from Leicester, are we, over the next few weeks? Chelsea, Spurs, Man United, even Brighton. Can you see us getting any points from them? And I'm fingers crossed we might get a draw against Villa. Should he go now? Well, he was defiant in his press conference. We will be going through that in a minute. But this is Leicester Till I Die TV. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you are watching, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, if you're on that as well. And obviously YouTube. If you're on YouTube, do what the little hand does says there. Please do subscribe. And if you are listening on your favourite podcast platform, Thank you for lending me your ears. This is where you can find Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Broadcasting live worldwide. Indeed we are. And uh, I'm just waiting hopefully for my co-host to appear, but I might be doing this on my own. I don't know. He's probably had a drink and fallen asleep on the settee. Ray is in again. Good evening, Ray. Thank you for coming back. And Jack from the final whistle. Great to see you, mate. Thanks for popping on. Uh, please get over and um, give Jack your support. New Leicester channel just starting out. Let's get him up and running, uh, off at a fair pace. The final whistle, YouTube and on Twitter. Um, great guy, Jack. Make sure you give him your support. Uh, of course, if you haven't subscribed to this channel yet, please do it. Uh, there's a good piece in The Athletic. Before we go on to the conference, there's a good piece in The Athletic. My God, the fireworks are still going on. And I just read that to you. And it's written by um, it's written by Rob Tanner of The Athletic, like I say, who is Leicester's correspondent. You may remember he used to be uh, uh, covering uh, the BB... He used to be covering Leicester City (laughs) Radio Leicester. Honestly, I don't know what I've done with my teeth today. Can you hear it going off in the background? Um, He starts the piece with, after three games, it would be premature and, frankly, indicative of pure panic to describe Leicester City's start to the campaign as a crisis but there are all the ingredients to become one. Yep. Uh, We have got Rob Tanner on live with us on Monday night at 9 o'clock. We'll be going through that um, uh, uh, article with him. I have put the link in Twitter and in the Facebook group as well. It is an excellent read. £1 for six months. Then it goes up to £7.99, but worth every penny. I have subscribed, and I love reading what Rob Tanner uh, writes. Next to Fabrizio, and probably equal with Fabrizio, he knows what's going on at Leicester. He really does. Uh, I can see which way Jack's going here. Get Fafana gone. Uh, he's, he's... I don't want to spend too long on Fafana, because we, we spoke a lot about him um in the show earlier it was seven o'clock tonight a bit earlier than usual and it is the um uh <laughs> what are you drinking chris i know <laughs> i know um read into that what you will 
Oh, that gin's strong. <laughs> uh, no, um, yeah, Fafana, we, we, if, you, if you saw the show earlier, and if not, it is obviously on the latest show um, reel on uh, on Leicester Tolerary TV on YouTube. Uh, we had Ankit on the Almighty Blues Chelsea channel, and we spoke a lot about Fafana there. So I don't want to give him any more time because he's, he's a petulant rat, to be honest with you. Uh, I just hope Chelsea, if they do come back with a new bridge, uh, know what they're getting know what they are getting um just i'm just going to put this out here um i just want to know people's thoughts because uh, i am revamping the channel this year and i am looking at possibly doing uh, a, a nightly as in monday to friday uh, a nightly radio show um on the internet um what do you think would you be up for that it would probably be something like 10 to 12 uh, so two hours a night to start with, Monday to Friday. Uh, so obviously we've still got the YouTube channel going on. Um, but I need some co-hosts. So if you're up for that, if you fancy doing a night with me, <laughs> if you know what I mean, not like that. Uh, if you fancy doing a night with me, 10 till 12, Monday to Friday, let me know what your night is. And let me just let me know if you think it's a good idea, if it's something you'd listen into. Because um, obviously you don't want to do it and then... Nobody listens in. Talking about listening in, let's get him in now. Um, Mr. Rogers. So let's have a look. And um, I'm just going to try and see how the, I, I got this working. There we go. I got this working. That's what I wanted. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm the, all right, Brendan, I'm the big one here. Okay. So let's have a look and see what he says. Um, let's talk our way through it, and I'll stop it as I play it as we go along, and I'll stop it, and uh, and we'll have a chat about it as we go along. But here he goes. Usually at the start, there's one person asks about four or five questions. So let's get let's see how it starts. First of all, uh, your trip to Stamford Bridge. How the squad looking? Yeah, but well, we obviously preparing well for the game, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, squad at this moment in time is is. Is looking forward to the game, and uh, yeah, we've uh, obviously another day to go before we finalise our our plan. Uh, and what are you expecting from Chelsea? A few new signings from last season. Mm. Do you expect a different challenge? No, it, it's always a tough game. You know, you're playing against a top team. Uh, we showed in the last uh, home game at uh, against Tottenham, a, a very good side, technically good players, and um, and have that ambition and. Uh, motivation to, to want to win so um and they'll look to bounce back from their their last game against leeds so uh so yeah well, we anticipate a tough game uh but uh but we're looking forward to it and still looking for that first win in the league mm. how important could that first three points be and have you done anything different in training this week well it's a matter of time i think that what we what we've shown in the um in the in certainly two of the three league games brentford and um and the southampton game that we mustn't stop I think that was the message played very well for certain, you know, certain periods of the game. But you can't stop in the Premier League. You got to keep uh, working. You got to keep concentrated. And um, yeah, it's reinforcing a lot of work of when we're good, um, but also increasing the intensity of our game, which is important. I have to ask you about Wesley Fofana. Mm -hmm. First of all, has he trained this week, and is he available for selection this weekend? Yeah, he won't be available for for the weekend. He um, he has trained with the uh, with our under twenty three uh, squad, um, so uh, so yeah, 
Uh, and I know you spoke about it after Stockport, but are you expecting Chelsea to come in with another bid for him? I'm not sure. It's uh, it's something about my concentration really with the with the players that we have and the team. So I I can't lose energy thinking so much about it. If I'm honest, it'll it'll be something that will be done between the clubs. Uh, until that happens, then we have to uh, continue to work with what we have. So let's have a look at uh, what he has said so far. Uh, oh, hang on, we have a. <laughs> I'm not going to ask what he's doing. I'm not going to ask what he's. All I'm going to say is, I hope you wash the curtains afterwards. Brad, hello, sir. Oh, you know what? I, I, I miss your lovely intros, uh, mate. Uh, apologies for being late. Um, you know what, what I was what I was in the midst of doing. Um, it just overran. I do apologise. It went on a lot longer than I planned to, mate. But good to be here. It obviously wasn't talking about Leicester's. Well, no, mate. I put them on at the end with a giant tumbleweed. So, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, I did retweet it again. So it is on the Twitter, um, Lester to, at Lester TID. It's a matter of opinion, which is Brad's um, uh, channel on YouTube. Um, get over there. He was, he was looking at all the um, transfers for all the clubs individually tonight, which is why we said, you know, he didn't spend long on Leicester, <laughs> but um, uh, but uh, just um, and just, just remind me if you can stay on at the end because I just want to have a chat with you. Uh, Absolutely, we spoke the other day. Yeah, um, no let's have a look. So, have you seen the press conference at all? No, no. In my infinite wisdom, I thought, oh, I'll get through this show. I'll get it done really quickly, and it'll give me. I'm open. It'll give me about twenty minutes to watch it, so I can jump on at ten and be ready for Chris. And then, <laughs> here I am now. You and me both have neither of us have watched it, so it's quite good to actually. I like watching it here live and then commenting on it. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. I'm going to say we're not going to talk too much about Fafana, and I'm not going to play back what you've missed. You've only missed what the first uh, few, uh, part, uh, you know, shots across yeah. the bow, as they say. Um, yeah. Doug is in. Fafana is a petulant little brat. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. Well, that's what I said, didn't I, really? Um, David Cross, I think Iverson will be the number one. I don't. I think it will be Ward. Um, Ward, we know, is a very, very good um, goalkeeper. When he was second to Schmeichel, he, if I remember, saved a few penalty shoots out, cut us through a few League Cup games. And as good as Iverson was, he saved three penalties. And like I say, I do remember Ward doing that in uh, in a Caribou Cup game over the last couple of seasons. He was, We were playing Stockport County. They had... I think it was four shots all game. They had one shot on target. And if anybody thinks that that makes him good enough to go in and play against um, uh, Chelsea, then it's your opinion. I respect it, but I would question it. I would question it. Uh, <laughs> for, Ward's done nothing wrong. He's made one mistake. Schmeichel, um, he used to make them. Rene, how the devil are you? He was on Brad's channel. That's why you're late. Obviously, back in Brad up there, uh, you checked your homework before you came in and made sure you got your stories right. <laughs> Joking. You're welcome along, Rene. I don't know if Brad's camera's gone at all, but... Um... No, I just need to grab a glass of water, mate. So oh, that's I'm all right. Not a problem. Not a problem. Scott, hello, Scott. How are you? Terry, okay. We're all appearing now, <laughs> Chris. Uh 
Rich Grico, more paid close to signing for Everton. What's a signing? <laughs> Evening as well. Uh, I hope we keep for Farno in the youth ranks and then up the fee for January transfer window. Um, Rene, I hope Fafana goes in January. Rene, uh, come on, guy, hit, oh, hit the subscribe button. Thank you, Rene. Thank you very much. Sherry, good evening. How the devil are you? Um, haven't seen you before. Not to say that you haven't been in, but you know what my eyesight's are like. I, I should have gone to Specsavers. I do, and I'm still no good. Uh, welcome along. If you're first time, give us a subscribe, smash those likes. It would be great. Great. Um, Scott says, um, Stick with Warders. I think Iverson will be the future, just not quite yet. Indeed, in a couple of years, if Ward wants to move on, then Iverson will be a good goalkeeper. Um, and uh, sorry, Sherry, you were saying Brendan seems disinterested and talks as he has lost faith. His body language is just, you know, I'm no body language expert, but uh, <laughs> not impressed with it. But anyway, let's just go through what um, Brendan said. Brad, and I know you say you haven't listened, so I'll just go through the main points here. The squad is okay, apparently. Um, it will be a tough game. I think he just, he just reels the same things out time after time. Mm. Um, we are looking for the the, the, the first win. Um, have we done anything different in training? No, he said it was really much as per normal. Now, what he said was, and this was the first point I want to talk to you about, he said... We mustn't stop. We've got to keep moving, got to keep playing. Now, the team stopped because it's the substitutions you make when we go ahead. Or am I getting something wrong here, Brad? No, you're right. It, 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 it baffles me that this man can sit in front of the cameras and, and the microphones and say, we need to play the game at a higher, faster tempo and we need to not stop him. Well. They, they ain't doing it for fun, I can tell you that much. They ain't doing it because they're thinking, I know what work. Let's go and play. You know, they haven't spent the last seven, eight months going against what you train them to, Brendan. They're doing what you get them to execute in training. So, mm. let do something different, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, shock horror, maybe teach them something. Yeah, I know, I know. Good evening, Highfields. How are you, Sherry? Um, we have spoke a lot. I apologise. I mean, I, my, my head's all over the place today. Uh, I've got my car's having an MOT at nine o'clock in the morning. I think I need an MOT. I don't know about my car. Uh, is it truly what Harry back replacing for Farner? You know, it's it's been. I'd have him back. I would have him back in a flash. Um, not for eighty million. No. <laughs> I'd have him back for twenty um, because he was good when he played with us. We mm. he was a good player. What made him a bad player is whatever's going on at Manchester United. And we know there's a lot going on at Manchester United. So, you know, I, I would have him back in a heartbeat. And he's an England international, for God's sake. Who wouldn't want him back, you know? But, hey, that's just me. Um, Fafana's been relegated to the under-23s. Uh, he's playing with them. Um I think that's the least he can do, really, isn't it? I mean, I still don't know how he can face his teammates, and he's not having to at the moment, after not even standing up to applaud when Madison got the goal against Southampton. And, and you've also got to say, would we have had got any points from that game if he'd been on the pitch? Probably not. I'll be perfectly honest with you. If that's where he's at, I'm at that point where, you know, and, and, and I was asked the same thing. 
about Maguire potentially coming back, Chris. And and I, and I thought I started thinking, and I might have said it out loud, I mean, you know what I'm like. Um, that uh, I was thinking, well, at least Maguire didn't throw his toys out pram when we told him how much he was yeah. worth and what Man United pay. And that, and that's a club that Maguire has always wanted to play for. He's never made any yeah. qualms about it. So you know, sod him. But I have no sympathy for him. No, and to be honest with you, Ankit earlier, like I say, on the Leicester uh, Chelsea Leicester preview show, still on, as I said, Leicester Till I Die TV uh, homepage. Um, <laughs> I did. I said to him, I said, like, you know, do, you know, you do realise that if he plays really well for you in a, you know a year, year and a half time, um, Real Madrid or Barcelona will come knocking, and he'll be doing the same to you. Yeah, sadly, uh, you know. Um... It's like expression, isn't it? And I know we've had different examples of it over the year. Um, obviously, when I was going through the ins and outs on my show, I obviously managed to mention the fact that Danny Drinkwater had finally been released by Chelsea. That was a prime example. Who's someone who thought um, Pastures knew would be great and it didn't work out at all for him. Well, no. Chelsea could end up paying us the £85 million, which we deserve, we deserve, our owners deservedly should about hold out for what they value him at. Yeah. But again, you look at their recent transfer action, they could be selling him for 85 million and it comes come to some afterwards when he throws his toys out the pram and says, Mum and Daddy, I want a big mansion in, in Spain. Totally. If he's done about his always career, yeah. it'll be a very short career. He said, um, what Roger said then, and before we go back to him, that um, there's not another bid coming yet. He's not thinking about that. He's just getting on with his job, which is probably one of the best things he's said. It does look like they will come back in with another bid. Um, yeah. I, I, you see, what pisses me off, right, with, 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 with the so-called big six clubs is let's say they don't come back with a bid and he stays. We've now got one unsettled player. He's completely messed our... Plans up for the start of the season. It's completely unsettled the, the team, and the, you know it's affected the squad. It's affected him, obviously. Uh, so why, you know, just we we've said what we want. If you want him, come and get him. Pay what we want, and he's yours. And I think, to be totally honest with you, me and as a lot of people who were on the show earlier were saying, take the seventy million and bite the hand off. Yeah, but the problem is, is you've got. You cannot show an ounce of weakness in this transfer market. And if you stand there and go 85 million, and then that same person comes back to you the same day or a day later or however long and goes, How much for Fafana? It's 85 million, like I told you yesterday. I'll give you 60 million. Well, you can't have it then, it's 85. And if you keep that process going, then Chelsea keep playing stupid. Going, we'll give you sixty-five million plus two pound fifty a week until he gets to eighty-five or whatever stupid way they come and try and negotiate at us. Mm. Unless they then eventually go, oh, go on, then. for seventy-two pounds, seventy-two million, you can have them. I know it's less than what we keep persisting for. You're gonna, what's that going to send the message out to every other club? Yeah, no, you I know, get, we thought we'd I made that stand. And we, yeah. we held out for it against for Man, uh, no for Maguire and Man United, didn't we? So yeah, and Morris you know, at Man City, yeah. we held out for him indeed. indeed, Scott is saying Chris must agree with you, but instead of having an MOT on yourself, maybe just a jump start. I tell you what, every time I went to bed with the ex-wife, I took some jump leads in with me. <laughs> so I, I said to her on that, I said, "I'll be up when I finish the show." I said, uh, "If you're not there, I'll start myself." 
Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, please, can you hit the subscribe button? Yeah, I mean, if we hold on to him till January, he might be worth a hundred million if he gets into the French squad and has a good, um, good World Cup, and we might sell him for more. Geordie Toon for life. Hello, how are you, sir? I am well. I hope you are too. Um, unsettled. Uh, it, it has, I think, it's had an effect, and, and for Farner to a degree, but at least for Farner's wanting to play. All right, he's not playing well at the moment, but you saw his 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 face when he scored the penalty against that mighty mighty Stockport County. That you know he 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 he's got the right attitude. You know we've had yeah. a year to sort it out. He's he's still got that that he wants to play. Um, he's just as I say, unfortunately, it is just a bit um. Uh, just a bit awful at the moment. Uh, I think clubs are doing the right thing with holding out for the money. I'd even be more stubborn in January and raise the price. I mean, it's a market, it's a it's a um seller's market at the moment, isn't it? But uh, let's have a look what else Brendan went on to say. And just three years ago, the Harry Maguire situation when he left Manchester United. Are there any similarities to that situation? Because it was something that had dragged on throughout the summer. No, no, it was totally different. Um, I think there was, I was aware over the course of the, the summer that the, there's a possibility that could happen. And I think uh, in fairness to Harry, I've always said this before and I'll repeat, Harry was, in terms of his behaviour and his uh, his focus for the club was, it was fantastic, and uh, right until the last minute, he was with the team and with, with the squad, and then he uh, then he moved on. So, um, so no, the uh, it it is different. Obviously, in in a few of my seasons here, we've lost obviously Ben Chilwell as well, um, but this unfortunately is just a little bit different. But uh, but our focus is with the team and uh, the players that are available. And just a week to go until the transfer window. Closing. Are you expecting a few outgoings and hopefully a few incomings? Hopefully that can be the case. Yeah, yeah, be, you know, be really good for the the team and uh, to be able to do that uh, to improve the squad is is always important. You know, I think that uh, that is key for us. But everyone knows the situation, and uh, until that changes, we will work with what we have. Thank you very much. Pleasure. I, I could fall asleep, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I think, in fairness, he said it's very, we do know that Harry Maguire was a completely different um, situation and he, he acted honourably, um, probably more honourably than Tielemans is because he signed that contract. Um, yeah. But um, apart from that, he said no difference. And, and we know, I mean, the thing is, but. If we sell Fafana and we say, right, you know, Chelsea, have a word with us. I mean, let's face it, we're at Chelsea tomorrow. Top will probably be there as well because it's in London. And, you know, he'll, they will all get together and have a chat, no doubt, after the game. And if we say, and and Chelsea sit there and go, look, okay, here's a check, you know, 85 million quid for you. When we go and want to buy somebody, they can go, <laughs> You've got eighty-five million burning your pockets. Well, yeah, but that's part and parcel of football. I mean, we technically saw that, ironically, with um, Etienne's stance on Fofana originally, didn't mm. we? You know, we was trying to in there. You know, they were like, "Hold on a minute, you've just got eighty sorry, 
80 sodding big ones from Manchester United and you're not exactly low. Well, we, we've re-evaluated for Fana and we're not moving from the fee we ended up paying for him. And, and, and eventually, after a couple of unsettling bids from us, we 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 caved. We, also, we caved. I think we kind of proud our luck as every team's entitled to try and negotiate a deal that is cheaper in, in the short term and, 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 and negotiate it. That We go, all right, then fair enough, we see it. Here's your 40 million, now let us have a player. And, and, that, and that's all this is. It's just... Sometimes you have a player that handles it with respect and gratitude. Yeah. Sometimes you have a player that won't sign an extension, but is happy to play football for you, which baffles me. Um, mm. But still more respect than this toss pop. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. It's amazing what we can say after 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> it's know, a right? lot easier. Uh, Ravi's in. Good evening, Ravi. Thank you very much for joining us. How the devil are you, sir? Um, Rene, come on, Rogers, please hurry back and sell for Fana in January. I don't care. I'm pissed off. I, I just think we all are. I'm going to go through at the end of this, maybe have a look at some news items, but certainly I want to d- discuss Rob Tanner's piece. And I mentioned it before you came in, Brad. He, I don't know if you subscribe to the, uh, the Athletic at all. The link's in um, at Leicester TID on Facebook and Leicester Till I Die, the group on uh, sorry, on Facebook and at Leicester TID on Twitter. It is a great article, and we've got Rob Tanner on, like I say, Monday night. So we're going to be going through through that. I'm going to be reading it again over the weekend, and it's about a 20-minute read, to be honest with you, and picking out the big bits to talk to him about. But it is a, a bit of, we will have, There are a couple of points I want to look at on that, but let's get back to the excitement of um, a Brendan Rogers press conference. Hey, Brendan, hope you're okay. Um, with Wes, does he understand the action that you're taking? Is he being civil about what's going on? Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Cool. What's it like walking here in a morning, walking into the building in a morning? Obviously, the situation at the moment with results off the pitch not so great. Um, you know, the transfer situation I think we all know about. And I guess most people could be forgiven for maybe feeling a bit down about the situation. But what's the mood like in the camp on a daily basis? Yeah, it's absolutely fine. We're very lucky. To work in the profession that we do, Jason, there's uh, there are more important things in life, and um, and like I said, you uh, you know football is obviously important for many people's lives, and we do as, uh, as well as we possibly can do to to make those lives as happy as we can. But um, but when you're not winning games, it's all about process. You you got to get back, get into work. I'm one of the last people that will lose my optimism. You know, I'm, I'm very optimistic in, in life and and, uh, and with this this team and, and with the club. So um, so we come in every day. We're very fortunate to work in a in a great facility. And I know there's a lot of noise and speculation around uh, what we haven't done in, in terms of transfers and improving the squad. And but ultimately, we we come in here every day to to improve and develop, and um, and that hasn't changed. Of the matches you've played in the Premier League so far, you're getting plenty of the ball, although maybe not against Arsenal, I grant you. But um, I guess not creating that many real chances. Um, I think you've only managed eight shots on target in three matches so far. Actually, you are scoring goals, I grant you as well. But what do you put the, what do you put the lack of opportunities or the lack of real chances down to? Is it simply you know, lack of creativity between you know, certain players? It, it's always about the team. I think the uh, it's it's about the collective. We, like you say, Arsenal, we, we scored two and maybe didn't 
create so much, but uh, but I still think we've we've done enough to win the games. I think that uh, that connection and and those relationships improve as the season goes on. Um, I think we've been in position, certainly in two of the three games, to to have won the games, which we should have done. Uh, and I think, um, but it's, it's definitely something that we. You know, we recognise that in the final third of the pitch, we need to speed up our game. You know, it needs to, you know, have that bit more flexibility, a bit more, not be so safe, you know, and take that risk. And uh, so that's that's something that we've spoken about and uh, we've worked on. Is that something that you? I like that, Jason. He cuts a fine jib, and he uh, he agrees with me. Um, <laughs> come on to that in a second, but. What you know? Apparently, the mood is fine. You wonder, um, but he made the point I've made a lot, and I made it earlier as well. And I know you're not a, a stat fan, Brad, but yet we have plenty of the ball, but we have not been having the chances. Eight in three games is not enough. And he said, "Well, we need to uh, to, to speed it up in the final third. Surely, we need to do more than that." Well, maybe not because it does it does look really nice and we do get ourselves into very good opportune moments. It's just that final third or one part of that motion is just too slow and we either allow them to get numbers behind the ball or we allow them to reshape. And, and that's what really can cost you between having an opportunity. I mean, I, I mean, let's... You want to throw stats out like they're a negative or a positive, and I'm not saying that you are. But I'm just saying we've had eight shots on target. We've we've scored five goals, only three of them on target that haven't hit the back of the net. So at least we're being very economical and, and economical with uh, you know we've we've taken these chances. Of course, that run can't continue forever, especially with the likes of Chelsea coming up in the league. But the fact that we are at least putting these chances in the back of the net as unlimited. You know, as very limited as the chances are, it's something that just gradually is coming. I think, in in a weird sort of way, and this is why we're all so frustrated and want and, and, and probably turn into the dark side. Not because they have cookies, but because you know we're sick of seeing the same collapse from Leicester. And that is, they play really good football, they score the goals, and then they go to this defensive back ten. Um, yeah. But we've talked about it enough about that side of things. But yeah, it's mm. it's. It obviously is certain things, but it could literally just be as simple as making sure that smooth transition from Evans to Vardy and everything in between yeah. is, is, is smooth and we can get ourselves um, further up the pitch quicker. It'd be interesting because we did the show earlier. Of course, we've got no Madison um, and um, Craig picked his team. We, we brought that back in. So every, every preview game now, we are going to be picking not the team that we think Brendan will pick, but the team that we think he should be picking. If and I only Perez made it, I'm not watching it. He did. He did. And I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> no, no. You tell me, right? You, I don't want to spend ages on Perez, but he had a good game against Southampton. He linked up well with um, um, uh, Castagna. And he deserves his place. And I've got to say, drawing the line from last season and giving everybody an, a, a fresh sort of start, if you like, I've been impressed with Perez this season. Um, but he's gone four four two, so he, he does cut a fine jib. And I'm just going to say, mate, 
you know what? Scott said he'll put you on timeout if you keep mentioning Sean Dyche. You, we, <laughs> I, I, I just don't know why you want him in, even in the short term. Because what he said the other day on his show, uh, I was on his show with him, was that he wanted Sean Dyche to come in now and replace him on a short-term basis. And I just, um, and, and I'm going to say this to Listen, you. Get a life, all you love. Because it is the most stupid thing of getting him in. Uh, I, I just don't know. Oh, will you stop asking stupid questions? Indeed, Ant. That's all I can say. We've we done enough to win the games. That was what Brendan finally said at the end of that to Jason. Um, again, we 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 as everyone knows, we we talked about it at the post match and then. Over the you know, for the majority of the match, we did enough to be the team that should have easily won that game. In terms of we were on top, we was putting the pressure on them, we were squeezing their back line, we were forcing mistakes. And even though it was only 25, 30 minutes of decent football, I won't even say good football, but decent ish football uh, that um, Southampton played. They still deserve the result because we went back to rabbits in the headlights. So you judge, you know, games not, you know, I think it was Mourinho or someone said the game's not won uh, in 60, 70, 89 minutes. It's won over the course of 90. And yeah, over the course of 90, we weren't good enough. That's why we lost the game. Well, if, we're playing, if we're playing Tottenham 96, of course. Um... No. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, I just... I know. I'm sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> I, I, I will, in fairness, I'll say this. To you. Shut up your face. Um, now, uh, Facebook user on um, uh, on Facebook, don't know who you are. Uh, stick your name at the end with you're not signing into uh, Streamyard. Um, I think I think they say Randers. That was who we played in the uh, Europa League conference last season. Ranieri got us to the league. Okay, and I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not turning this, I say we want to get through the press conference here, but just FA Cup and a community shield against arguably the best Man City team we've ever seen. Seriously? Seriously? Do you know why the Manchester City end of, was so empty of Manchester City fans? Because Pep Guardiola had said before that he was going to play the youngsters. Mm. So, no, that's, I'm sorry, you know, you, you, you think that. And like I say, I do respect people's uh, different people's opinions. It is only a matter of opinion, isn't it, Brad? But, it certainly um, is, mate. But no, that was not the strongest Manchester City team. That was the youngest Manchester City team. And we struggled with a last-minute penalty to beat them. Um, you know, and I can look back and thinking like, oh, yeah, Marty had a really good game. Until the 70th minute, I think they've got like a couple of 19-year-olds up front. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But it was, that is it. That is why Man City's end was empty. And FA Cup, you could argue we deserved it. But let's be honest with you, you could also argue we won it by the by a toenail. No, 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 I don't care how we won it. I will never tarnish anybody for that. I don't care if it was John Pope III that was managers for that game. I don't care if we had a separate manager for the FA Cup. I will never ever, for, you know, praise him enough and thank him or the squad enough for that. I don't care if it was by VAR. I don't care if Ben Wells unclipped big toenails. The reason we won it, we won it. We it's did. Strange. No, we won it. But what I'm saying is that it's, it wasn't this 
you know, we didn't we go out and win 5 0 or something like that. Let's we don't go to Chelsea as well. It was also Chelsea. It, I'm just putting it into perspective. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I get, I get what you're doing. It's great. We've won it. I've got a little trophy up at the top there and what have you. Um, Spurs would die for that. Yeah, <laughs> indeed they would. We've been hearing for over a year now give 10 more games. No, just get rid of the man. Get him, Potch. I'd love him. I'd love him. Dot Sean Dyche. Right, let's have a look. Let's have a look what else Brendan went on to say. Just have to communicate with the players about. Was it something that you know, comes from inside, maybe a bit of self-belief? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of everything. I think at this level, and if you want to compete at the very top level, but certainly throughout the Premier League, you need to have big belief. That's very, very important. Um, there's things that happens within the game. You know that uh, you know you can work on the training field, but there's certain moments of intuition in the game and 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 a will to to score a goal and a desire to score a goal. That that's absolutely vital. Um. So so yeah. So there's many factors to um. Clearly, confidence is is one as well. But I think, like I said, if you look at the Brentford game, we were excellent for for sixty minutes. If you look at the game against Southampton, how we played in that for up to. 60 minutes, the tempo of the game, the speed in the game, the numbers in the box. Um, and like I said earlier, we, we mustn't stop that. And I think that's been the, the difference. Uh, but we've stopped when maybe there was felt there's a comfort in the game. But at this level, you're never comfortable, like we've seen at 1-0 and, and 2-0. So, uh, so we just have to keep promoting our work because if you're, you're going to achieve anything and, and get back to any sort of level, the, the basics of that is hard work and, and that's something we reinforce this week. As you know, management isn't just about what you do before a game, it's what you do during a game as well. Do you regret maybe some of the changes that you've made in, in those home games where you have been in front and they've turned either into draws or defeats and the other managers have you know, maybe changed the games in a more positive manner and obviously gone on to, to gain points or win? In different circumstances, isn't it? If you're two 0 down in a game, it's the game becomes random. Then, so you can make as many changes, you know, or you can make five changes. Uh, and if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, um, you uh, you you know, if we don't get the results, it's my responsibility. You know, so whether you make a positive change or you don't get the result, it's. Um, the responsibilities the manager but uh, but you always do what you do at the at the moment and you, you have that feel in the game and uh, like i said sometimes it works for you sometimes it doesn't i don't necessarily reflect back so much on it i i, I look at the game and analyze the games where it can be better and uh, yeah and look to be better in our next game last couple from me uh, what's the latest with the set piece coach are they coming in? Yeah, there's nothing uh, nothing to add at that moment. Good luck. Hi, Brendan. So, um, no news on the set-piece coach then. Uh, obviously, still in the visa problem stuck somewhere. Just, just, I can understand there's making a mess of transfers in regards to players, but you know what? I've got to give our club credit. I've got to give our club credit. I'm going to give them a round of applause because completely fuck up transfers that are with your fucking staff. 
It's fucking incredible. That takes some effort. That takes some good. How can we get... So we've got our chief of recruitment, or whatever you want to call him, that can't do anything because he's, he's leaving on a garden from Southampton. So we can't have him yet to do his fucking job until the window's closed. You know, after the most important and pivotal point from to do his job at. And now we've got a set piece coaches that can't get his visa MasterCard in to get to the country. To... What a what a joke! Now, move on, just cry, cry. <laughs> I'm just replying to Sat. Sat, <coughs> excuse me. Lovely to have you in, mate. It's been a while since we spoke. Hope you are well. Um, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, you can you can sub on um, YouTube um, if you've got a YouTube uh, uh, account. Uh, and then that will bring you up, obviously, with the YouTube. If you are on uh, Facebook, uh, as you appear to be, just click the the link for Streamyard, and then it is um, it will it will just show us who you are. It will show your Facebook profile, no cost uh, or uh, and nothing to download. Just click on the link. Um, so Ren is off. Goodbye, Rene. Thank you very much for popping in. Um, I mean, we're at the end of that question, and 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 Jason said, "Good luck, Brendan." He didn't even get a thank you back, so maybe Brendan was feeling a little bit peed off. Yeah. Um, what a great question from Jason! And he, he, two weeks now, he's asked that he's asked the the questions. D does Brendan regret the changes that he made as he's been turning draws into defeats? And wins into draws. And what an absolutely fantastic question, which was probably why he never got a goodbye off Brendan. Yeah, and the problem is, is, is well, while, whilst it keeps happening, this, this, this isn't something that's just happened over three games. Brendan's been very restrictive sometimes when it comes to his substitutions. Very repetitive. It's funny how... We can predict on the 60th minute he's going to make a sub. And in both the games that we had some positives to take from, we were only good for 60 minutes. I don't know if Brendan has ever played dot to dot as a child, but maybe if he can't join the dots up, that's why he's struggling a little bit. But, and again, this isn't, this isn't a defence to Brendan. The thing is, you know, you can you can grit your teeth and bite your tongue for a transfer window with getting asked the same questions day in, day out by his mates down the pub, by his, by his wife at home. Is this true? Is that true? Whatever. And, you know, you can bite your tongue during these crazy months getting asked the same questions over and over again. But it must be frustrating when you're asking the same questions over and over again from different people and then you're answering them and nothing changed. What, 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 one thing I would say is, what's Jason expecting to say? Other than, you know, oh, well, you know, like he said, when the result's bad, I take the responsibility for it. I make changes as any manager does. We've got Rentalis point five to try and change the outcome. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I, I will say, as much as we want the real answer to that question, because we know what we're asking and hoping Rent to say, what are we expecting to go? Oh, that's because I'm a fucking idiot, mate. Yeah, you know, I made donut. He's not going to come out and say that. Are we expecting Brennan to come out and say he's an idiot and say he's an, uh, he shouldn't have made them change? No, he's going to say. You notice how he didn't use the fact that he made changes at two 0 up against Brentford or one 0 against. No, he specifically mentioned being two 0 down to Arsenal. That was what interested me. The fact that he wouldn't talk about it is as if he was saying, "Why did it matter? I tried to do everything. We were two 0 down." I can't perform miracles at my arse, nor can the players stop asking me about the fucking substitutions. It's doing me head in. And I feel like, 
unfortunately, Jason Bourne has asked a question in a way that we wanted it to be asked eight months ago, and all these other little journalists have asked it between them in, yeah. in the space of seven or eight questions. Yeah. And I, I can understand maybe why he's kind of just gone, oh, well, good luck. I understand that you really don't want me asking this question. You, I think he can read the room, Jason, and he's kind of, and that's why instead of asking the second question, because he said there are two questions, and he's just left and gone, all right, okay, good luck, fair enough. As if to go, oh, I, I can tell you're getting a bit sick of hearing this question reworded to you every day by yeah. not just himself but other journalists. So, you know, that, that maybe is. Because I'm not asking the same question every day. Because, of course, Jason used to work for BBC Radio Leicester. Yes. Uh, he was sort of, uh, well, basically what Owen, Owen is now. Um, and um, Ian Stringer, who has now left Leicester, so we wish him all the best. Yes. Uh, with what's going on in his life, um, and uh, he he might be coming on the channel in a few months, but you know when, when he's up and ready. So we wish I say Ian Stringer uh, all the best. Um, we have got the worst defence in the fact that we've let in eight goals. We haven't got the worst goal difference, but that is the elephant in the room. Certainly, has um, uh, 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 as Ray said there. Um, I think this is sat again. We're Leicester City. When has it never been frustrating? <laughs> Put R at the end, and I know it's you, Sat. I know it's you. I've missed your R's. That sounded wrong, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll quickly move on. Um, on. On the injury situation, are there any fresh injuries ahead of the trip to Chelsea this weekend? Uh, we're getting a show around James Madison. But we'll we'll see how that is um, tomorrow. So hopefully it'll be okay. But uh, but that that would be the only only doubt at the moment. Is that that hip problem that he's had no, before? Or something different? No, no. Just uh, felt a, a twinge yesterday and uh, when he was training. So um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what that looks like tomorrow. And uh, I wondered about Ryan Bertrand. I know we've not seen him for, for a long time, but is there a timescale you have on on him at all about when he might be fit again to be in, in line for selection? No, there's no timeline at the moment. He's, uh, he's awaiting an operation. So, um, so, yeah, so no time on that at the moment. Okay. Um, on <clears throat> Wesley Fofana, I wonder for you as a manager when you would consider bringing him back in your thoughts for selection when when is the right time to do that if if this move to Chelsea d doesn't doesn't happen well I think for me it's always about the 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 commitment and when the players are ready to commit to the to the team and, and the ethos of the team I think like I said he, it's been a challenge for for Wesley so uh, and if you're not in the right frame of mind and you have to respect the the welfare of the player then um, then that's uh, we have to push on, but um, but listen, the window will shut uh, in the not too distant future, and then uh, obviously a lot of things become much clearer after that finishes. Um, what was the conversation like when you were talking to him about him not being in, involved in selection processes and him then being yeah. training with the development squad? It was it was okay. On it's a private conversation, so I'm never going to go into too much here, to be honest. Okay. Um, I, I, I... And fair dues, I agree there. Um, you know, it, it is a private conversation. Um, you know, he, 
I said this earlier with somebody who's been who's been going through depression and anxiety, as a lot of people have been. I'm not I'm not going to go down that route with him. Um, he only he knows how he feels, and he's obviously spoken it through with Brendan. He's accepted training with the under twenty threes until he gets his mind right uh, and feels he, he can you know either goes or stays and he's ready to play again. Um, Madison in doubt. Uh, I think that's why. Um, uh, Craig ended up going four four two. Um, if Madison's in doubt, I mean Craig had um, Vardy and Inacho starting as the two up front. No Tielemans, but he had Pratt in. I'd love to see Dennis Pratt in the squad. I really would. Um, I really would love to see him in the. Um, sorry, <laughs> something. I'd love to see Dennis Pratt in. I, I, you know, for a player that, you know, last window, the Lonies, um, ex, you know, etc. That um, that he's had, I think he was at the start of this window. He was probably the first name that everybody was putting in the shop window. And this is something I will never back down on, and it clearly shows with with with. Pratt is the perfect example for uh, for attitude in terms of Brendan Rodgers is definitely one of the best man individual man management managers I've ever had the joy to see handle players at our club. I put that even further in terms of the fact that he's been able to um, um, look at Pratt, who would have been well within his rights to go on <laughs> to Leicester. <laughs> To you, Brendan, I ain't listening to what you've got to say. Uh, you clearly don't want me here. I'm off. See you later. Get me sold as soon as you can. I don't care for a tuppence or 10 million. I don't care. But he's not. And and we've seen in the interviews, Chris, we've actually really praised the fact that Pratt's here, wanting to put on a lesser shirt, really show the fans what you do, and, and cement a place in the thing. I'd love to see if Madison isn't available and that twinge does rule him out, which, if we know anything about our injury, history, I, I would actually probably rest him for Chelsea Madison and make sure he doesn't twinge it and make it worse. And I'd love to see Dennis Pratt take that role and really nail it down. I agreed 100%. Um, and I'm not dropping Tielemans because of his trouble. I'm dropping Tielemans because he's just shit at the moment. Yeah, simple, yeah, he doesn't deserve you know. it. Uh, back. Brookline, it has been absolutely ages, sir. I thought you'd uh, I thought you'd been sent down with Trump. Uh, what do you, nice to have you in. Nice to have you in. It has been a while. Um <clears throat> and I'm just having a look at C96. Um Yeah, well, well C96 basically saying there, you know, uh, as Wesley sort of looked at it and thought, "Oh, we're not having adding players to this." Maybe you know we're not we're not moving in the right direction. And I I said at the start, you know, as pretty much what C ninety six has said there, is you know, Tillemans he's going to look at that and thinking, well, you know, okay, I've got a year left. I might have sounded signed an extension, etc. But what ambition of the of the club showing? So it, it's a very good point. Uh, ninety six. Jessie's in. Um, hey, obviously, I think she knows you, Brad. Yes, yeah, she, she does. She was on my show earlier. Hi, Jess. Any messages for each other? 
<laughs> nice to see you, Jess. How are you doing? Um, and like I always say to everybody, please, Brad's channel, a matter of opinion, it's a great channel. Basically, it's an argument without the without the shouting. It's all about opinions. It's about a village opinions. and an idiot arguing with himself on one screen. Yeah, this well, this is <laughs> this is very true. And then the idiot comes and we have two idiots here. So I yeah. know, right? <laughs> uh, um, she says she's good. Thank you. Love your background. It's not bad, is it? It's not bad. Somebody did say it looked like a like the superstore at one point, but uh, I wish I had the money now. Right, let's get back and just uh, finish off the last bits with Brendan. Um, obviously, you told us that there'd been a third bid on on Tuesday morning, and um, you said that they had when we spoke after the Stockport game that mm. you didn't really know too much detail about that. How how close was that to the valuation that that Leicester have in mind for Wesley Fofana? I've got nothing to add on that. Um, to, to bring players in, Brendan, obviously you've spoken about the need to, to move players out as well at the same time. Um, how, do you know how many more players need to leave the club before you're able to look within the means of the sustainable model to start looking at bringing players in? Well, we're probably looking at uh, a few players at least to try and allow us to, you know, to do some business to, to bring some in. So um, I think that that's, as you said, that's been the model of the the club hasn't it in terms of you know a player moving on and, and releasing funds to bring in other players so uh, so we're probably looking up to to a couple of players in order for us to to help improve the squad um and uh, a final one Brendan from me but on on Chelsea this weekend because of their result last weekend does that make them a, a little bit more unpredictable this weekend no I think what you'll get you'll get uh, an ambition to to want to put it right. You know, it uh, certainly doesn't make the game any any easier. You know, the uh, off the back of a, a tough game where Leeds played well and, and got the result, and um, nobody wanting to go into the next game, which which is our game, and, and and get a positive result. So for us, we know that and expect that challenge. But for us, we we go there with uh, with a view to to look to get our first win. Uh, we know we can. Uh, we don't have to be the best team in the world to, to beat the biggest teams, of which we've shown that uh, over our time here. So, um, so yeah, we, we go there with a, a real commitment and a real focus to, to get our first win of the season. I mean, in a way, I, I kind of feel sorry for him. Because it's the same questions week after week, isn't it? There's no, there's nothing really there. And I've been trying to make notes to, to, to bring points up, but they're all points that we've spoken about before. Yeah, and you and you saw again, yeah, like, what was that like the second, third, maybe even fourth journalist that had that little quip at the end about West Barn. You can almost see he's, he, he he snarled up to go, I'm sick of this. As if he yeah. you know when you know when you just in your own head you stop yourself from saying what's in your head. I think yeah. he had a moment like that where he was like, stop asking me the same pissing question, just wording it differently. And I I think he gave, more... was, that, was that when he just gave like a one-word answer or something? Well, yeah, where he literally went, no, nothing else. Yeah. Literally like that. And it's like, you can yeah. tell. And, and and sometimes I do and I do feel sorry for not just Brendan, but any manager in that sort of situation. Because I feel like, do you not have, do you need to have like a little sit down and a meeting beforehand? Do you not have a discussion and realise, huh, maybe I'll just copy their answer? Of what he said, and I can cross that question off my questions list. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't it's, know what goes through. 
it's like having a child and the child coming and saying, you know, Daddy, can I stay up and, you know, watch the late film? And you say, no, it's too late for you. Goes off. Comes back, oh, please, can I? <laughs> it keeps going yeah, back yeah. to the same thing. It, yeah, exactly. It's very similar to that, isn't it? Exactly similar. And again, that's why I think, you know, and, and again, I admire Jason, Jason Bourne's questions that we talked about earlier, but he must be so sick. And I do admire managers. And, and we all take the piss and laugh when someone posts it on YouTube going, oh, look at this manager losing this rag in the conference. You know, we all had a go at, at Jose Mourinho when he came up going, three, three, I've won three titles more than the other 90. You know, he did all that respect, man, respect and walked off. It's like, well, these managers, I guess, like you said, imagine if every day I said to you, Chris, what's one plus one? Two. Mm. Okay. And Is now it? I went, Oh, yeah, I'm I know. Right. I know. I know. Never missed. But you know what I mean. And then twenty minutes later, I say, "Well, June, Chris, what, what's one plus one again?" Yeah. You know, after if I asked you that every 10, 15 minutes, you, I, I, well, you'd be probably facing a j a, a, a sentence in in prison because of it. Yes. Yes. I'm. I'm very much. And um, yeah, Jesse says there. Feel sorry for him too. Um. No ambition, says uh, C96. Uh, Brookline, the team has not played well because they were waiting for the awakening to finally show up. Um, and I, I, after the game against Southampton, we were both Brendan out 100%. I, I want you know, I said I wanted Top to not be knocking on his door nine o'clock the next morning and saying. Come on, you know, get you know, pack your bags, get your cardboard box, put your stuff in it, and go. And I guess I was waiting to see sort of what happened at Stockport, which was always going to be a banana skin. We mentioned that, didn't we, after the game? Yeah. You know, if you don't win five nil, what's wrong with you? You know. Yeah. And as I and and but given over the time, I'm looking and thinking, well, Lord, actually, we we avoided, unlike Fulham, we avoided the banana skin. Um, we didn't, you know, and they see a lot of banana skins in cup games. That's why we love cup games. But exactly. what we've also got to accept is, yeah, okay, we didn't score, but the, we were never going to be up for it as much as Stockport are because this is their FA Cup. This is their one game in however long, unless they get Man United next round. Well, they haven't got Man United next round, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then you're thinking, well, hang on, let's look at the defence. We only... You know, we, we turn around and say they only had four shots and only had one on target because we stopped them having the shots on target, maybe. You know, but I've calmed down a little bit, but uh, uh, we will see, really see. Jesse, we're going to be coming on to the kit in a minute, actually. Um, Paul, good evening. Late to the show. I hope you got a note from your mother. <laughs> We'll be look. We'll be talking. We'll be talking kits and Rob Tanner uh, straight after this. We'll be back. Hello, after this. Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes. 
indeed please do what it says and do what it says there as well and that is press that subscribe button and if you have already subscribed please smash the likes as i keep saying it helps with the old algorithms um brad <laughs> thoughts on this well i mean i you know my opinion it kind of went down like a little lead balloon on the home kit i'm not really a fan of our kits this season uh i notice a lot of similarities but i get it adidas you get asked to make thousands of kits for hundreds of clubs or whatever their numbers are for how many kits signing it's not exactly the easiest to keep being fresh with your ideas um it's a nice take on a kit i don't mind them trying different pattern it's not my cup of coffee um but there are some people that are going to like it out there. I like the fact that at least, yes, it's an old design. And I know there's a couple of other teams that they've designed shirts that people have already thrown up and gone, oh, it looks exactly like theirs. Well, they're only copying their own homework um, sort of thing. But I'm not the biggest fan of it. I feel a bit underwhelmed by kits this season. I just, I don't know if maybe it's because how big the sponsor is taking up so much of the shirt room, but people like it, people don't. Yeah. Uh, I've only got one person disagreeing with me and Jess. I'm I don't just... mention... Sorry, uh, mate. So I, I, I was going to say, you know, if Wesley Fofana gets sold, she, she knows what I think the, the, the kit. It'll go in a, in a, in a location. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, the, the, the sponsor is the sponsor, right, at the end of the day. And we, we know without sponsors on the shirts, we would be struggling. It's nice to have some different money coming into the club that we're not relying on the owners for it yet again. Uh, it, the fact of the matter is, it, it is a boring shirt. Now, you know, you could argue that 63 quid, it's bloody expensive. Yes, it is. Uh, could you maybe offer you know, an extra tenner if you didn't want the, the sponsor on? But, you know, you, you, all you're doing is pumping the price up. I was really looking forward as I thought green and black. And I tell you what, I mean, this, this shirt that I've got on now, which is the third kit, that was leaked and it was actually spot on, you know. And they're finding more and more, and sometimes I wonder if it's the club leaking it to sort of see what the reaction is. But it was really nice. It was like, I think the one that was leaked for the second was black, you know, down the middle, and then green arms, like a bit like this, but black and green. And I thought that looks really nice. And I'm glad I don't like it because it means I don't have to buy three this season again. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I do, I do like the second kit. I know they played in it the other night, uh, the third kit. Sorry, I don't like that. I don't get the checkered th edging at all. That said, Christmas is coming up. You know who knows. <laughs> who knows? But at the moment, I'm, I'm sticking with just the first and the third. Um, Terry says Rogers would make a good decorator papers over the crack. Um, Jesse, the kit is gorgeous. The checks remind me of the classic Van Shoe style. I must be old because. No, I mean... to be fair, to be fair, I'm, I'm in Jesse's generation. Yeah. All right. That sent me back to a bit of nostalgia. I, I, I can see where she's coming from from that, but I still don't agree. I still don't like it, but as you can see why she's maybe well, getting a bit. It, they keep calling it these classic, you know, it's the classic. Uh, icon range well we only had green last season and that's the only green we've yeah. ever had in our kit i was looking back don't think we've ever had sort of a green in it before so maybe maybe pre-war maybe pre-war days we did um but yeah i'm with you i can't remember anything distinct from our history ever having green in it no. 
No. 96 says here, what are your views on Brendan Rodgers answering questions on the club financials? I don't think he did today. I think he, he avoided them. And yeah. he's, he's been there Maybe in the something past. something he could have done fucking six weeks ago, but well, at exactly. least now he's avoiding them. Exactly. Uh, I really don't like the collar this season. I understand they're trying to be retro, but it doesn't look good. You see, Jesse, 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 Jesse. You don't like the collar. I mean, I'm just looking. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is it, and this is, it is a generational thing, I guess, because I didn't understand the vans. I grew up when we had um, the old Admiral kit and we had the white things going around the arms with the Admiral logo on and the white collar. The years of Frank Worthington, uh, Alan Birchinal, uh, Keith Weller. And I, I this is the best home shirt we've had. In, and I love last season. This is the best home shirt we've had in ages. But again, that's my... That's my uh, that's my age. Didn't we have a fox? Actually, we did. We actually had. No, that's quite true, Paul. Steve Leinitz wore one the other night, mate. The green yeah, yeah, stripes, it, it, of course. Yes. It wasn't, it, no, it wasn't Foxless, was it? It was, was it Indy or something like that? It was green with yellow stripes, weren't it? Yeah, it was um, Ein Coop. Ein Coop, that's it. I, I had in, yeah. in the image. I couldn't yes. think of Ein Coop, yeah. that was it. That, that's the Gary Lineker era, because it was the blue blue and white stripes was the first kit. This was the days when we only had two kits. So, uh, yeah. Ant is saying the collar is sexy. I like a big chunky one. I've heard that, Ant, and apparently that's why yeah, you... That's why you, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. Okay. I hope you sat on a cushion, because it'll be sore, mate. <laughs> Jesse said... Uh, fair play. Uh, Sat says agree. Round collar or V neck? Uh, indie, he says. Okay. Now look, and I appreciate you coming on. And we, we are going into the wee small hours if we're not careful. Before I get onto this last bit, and uh, this is something we've, we've spoken about before, and we'll talk about it afterwards, Brad. I am looking at the possibility of doing a daily radio show. Now, when I say daily, I mean Monday to Friday. I don't mean weekends as well. And it'd be like a two-hour, probably a 10 o'clock till 12 o'clock every night. Um, a bit like the sports bar sort of hours. You can say a little bit more and then get away with it there. It will mean bringing all the 9 o'clock shows forward to 8 o'clock, uh, just to confuse matters, as you probably saw in a message if you saw that right earlier. Um if you are up, Craig's got himself down for a night. I'm going to take a night because Brad's interested in doing it as well. If anybody wants to come on and co-host on a different night, just to to, to sort of mix it up a little bit, because um, I don't want to sit there for two hours on my own talking, um, and I'll start to answer myself, and all I end up doing is arguing with myself. So <laughs> if you're interested in that, and let us know, do you think, would you be interested in listening to it? Would you know, better looking at us. Well, that, that that is the that is the bonus. You beat me to it. That was the plus. Every cloud, as they say. Uh, but yeah, let us know if, if that's the sort of thing that a would interest you to listen to, and then if you also want to pop on and maybe think about being a um, a, a thing. Ten to twelve in the morning? No, ten to twelve at night. <laughs> Sat. Uh, still in bed at ten. What are you on about? Now, Monday night is a bit of a change around. We, we're not going to have a review show on Monday night. 
that would um, C96 said he would come on if he's free. Brilliant, mate. Um, we've got a few changes in the shows at four o'clock in the afternoon because, of course, it's Bank Holiday Monday. Four o'clock in the afternoon, we're doing the shirt review show because virtually every club now has got all three shirts out. Villa haven't, but I don't care about Villa. I was just waiting for Leicester to have all three out. And myself and Doug will be reviewing those at four o'clock. At seven o'clock, we've got the prediction show with Brad and Steve. And we're going to have to really race through those because we've got two weeks worth to do uh, because it's a midweek game. And at nine o'clock, I've got Rob Tanner coming on the show. Uh, I said ex-BBC Radio Leicester and ex uh, and now Athletic. And I'm going to be talked to, I did touch on this earlier, so I'm just going to read a few things out here because um, he, he, he really, he knows the stuff. I, I trust him almost as much as I would believe Fabio. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fair uh, yeah. There's yeah, certain days that you think, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. You know, they, I mean, they say like, oh, it's in, it's only in the sun sort of thing. But, you know, I do trust Rob. He's, he's been on once already. He's coming on Monday right at the end of the say the, the window. It's going to be good. Um, Sat, you are a gentleman, sir. You've both been superb. Thank you, face, very much. Terry said he's got a face for radio. Welcome to the club, mate. Uh, but he's written this bit. He's written this bit here in the Athletic. And if you're not subscribed, get six months for a pound a month. And it's it's basically Leicester City. What's going wrong? And I just want to make a few points. Uh, he, he has a subheading here. Uh, what is Rogers thinking? Um, let me just take it to the point where I was going to read it out. Signings had been lined up says Rob Tanner, but Rogers' main targets went elsewhere, including the one deal he thought he would get, the £14 million, $16.5 million, or euros, permanent signing of Adimola Luckman. Rogers has repeatedly talked about the loss of Luckman, who has joined Atlanta. To the manager, £14 million was a bargain. He's also said his squad is weaker than the one that finished last season, especially as Ricardo Piera is now missing for six months with an Achilles problem. Leicester's slow start to the season appears to vindicate Rogers' assertion investment is badly needed and places more pressure on director of football John Rudkin to loosen the constraints. But only departures of existing players will allow that. Rogers has three years to run on his contract and is the highest earning manager in the club's history. And he's been in charge at Leicester longer than any other club in his career. It is uncharted territory, and despite his frustrations and concerns over the direction of the club, he won't walk away. Um, I mean, he, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, we, we, we've kept coming out and saying, like, well, Rogers, he's, you know, he's, he's passing the blame, he's passing the book, blah, blah, blah. But and I was thinking about this today, is when you go into your manager's office at work, well, not working at the moment, but you know what I mean, and, and he has a go at you, do you actually just sit there and go, yep, you know, you're 100% right, yep, totally agree with you, yep, I'm rubbish. No, you try and defend yourself, don't you? And I guess really that's all he's been doing because he's the manager, so the book stops with him. So if we get relegated, he is out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, in fairness, 
if, if we didn't know about all this that was going on, we'd be saying Rogers really is bad, and we're saying he's quite bad at the moment. So I can understand where he's coming from. Yeah, uh, and again, you, you know, I think sometimes we should forget that he isn't human being, and he has commitments, which means, you know, he gets asked a particular question, and in his head, he might be screaming, well, this is the reason, that's the reason, that's the reason. And someone very, very rarely, very, very, very rarely, does a manager have enough sway to get away with having a jibe at maybe the owners without mm. fear of losing his job? And maybe there's some things that Brendan wanted to say in the heat of the moment, but he's chose to answer it as professionally as he can. Bland, people may say, but it's professionally as he can. So he's not throwing any on the brush. He's not risking his job and he's not risking mm. basically coming out and saying, long and short of it is, I wanted to sign players. I was told I couldn't. You know, he could have easily done that and made our, made our owner sound like he, he's, he's suddenly an idiot and then fans start getting on our owner's back when they've been nothing but wonderful for the club. Yeah. And I have to get credit. Sometimes it takes a man from the outside to report the whole truth, the truth and nothing but the truth, as they would say in a court for. But to give us that details that maybe Brennan wants to be able to say, and he hasn't been told, he's been told, right, my advice is, remember what, the, remember what we said, that's it. Look, that's the situation. If they ask you about it, you know what your responsibilities are as manager. You don't need to talk about finances or why you've not got money. Just say, get players out to get players in. That's your job. And that maybe he's just doing what exactly what he's told. Like yeah. some of these players are told when they keep asking him, Oh, Gaffer, what about West, though? And, they go, and, and you know, he's telling them, get but on with it. You know what they say, though, don't you? You want the truth? No you want the truth? You can handle the truth! <laughs> Indeed. Well, well yeah, sometimes some people can't either as well, mate. Sometimes yeah. people are that, and they've got such a vendetta towards Rogers that they don't want to hear it as a reasoning and give him sympathy. Yeah. When realistically, like you said, had we heard it maybe from the off, would have gone, all right, you know what, fair dues. He's trying to get Luton and he's trying to get these players out. What we've also got to remember, as much as this squad thinks Rogers is great, if Vesta goes on 100 grand a week and Fulham are only able to pay him 70 grand, then, you know, telling around and saying, oh, well, we'll pay you 70 grand, but come towards because you get first team football. Mm. Your loyalty's only sort of push in this game, isn't it? You know, mine's the exception. Yeah. Loyalty only comes at a cost, if anything. I'm just looking here because I've been meaning to do this all, 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 all summer and I never got around to it uh, because you don't know exactly how true it is. But I'm just looking at players' wages here. Um, Clash Push Michael was on 130 grand a week. Um, his replacement, Danny Ward, is on 20. Um, Johnny Evans is on 80. Um, Ryan Bertrand's on 44,000. How the hell did he get that when Danny Ward's only on 20? James Justin apparently is eight eight thousand two hundred and fifty. Uh, Wesley Fafana's not even on twenty grand a week, so I presume you know he's going to get a good wage rise if he does go. Um, I can't think all these can be true. Um, James no, Madison one hundred and ten. Uh, who was it you just mentioned then? Uh, Jessegard. Right, let's have a look. Apparently, um, Samar is on ninety nine thousand a week. Um, uh, apparently, it's based on the levelcfc.com, uh, BBC 
guardianpremierleague.com. Uh, Jamie Vardy is the highest player. Let's just have a look for um, Jan Vestergaard. And believe it or not, I can't find him. Where are we? He should be there with the defenders. Maybe this, I don't know, maybe this was done before he it signed. Sounds, it doesn't, it doesn't say it. It doesn't sound it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I say, it, 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 it is a point. Um, I'm just going to say to um, Bertrand, is having another knee operation now as well. I mean, I like, when we signed him, I thought, I'd said to you, didn't I, this could be the signing of the summer. Free, experienced. And like Brendan said, he was due to come in and replace um, a Christian Fuchs. Uh, he looked really good in the preseason with his free kicks, and then you get injured, and and you know, it's not his fault, I suppose. Injuries, isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> Homer knows the truth. Oh, Homer does. Oh, um, Sat says could be an idea to get a statement from top. We 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 mentioned that in previous shows, haven't we? Uh, Terry just says here, seriously, you mean on Spotify? No. All the main shows that aren't visual, so like the watch-alongs and the shirt shows, all the shows are available on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, um, iTunes, whatever, whatever, you know. They're all available. There's on, the ones I don't even know, but this will be on like an internet radio station if we go ahead. Uh, just want to end this off now, though, Brad, with... The next section, just to quickly have a look, is what is the club's hierarchy thinking? Now, you know, people will say to me, well, you're up and down more often than the guy's knickers on a wedding night when it comes to Rogers." And yes, I am. I've got to be honest with you. Um, because you, 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 we form an opinion, and that's what these shows are all about, whether it's ourselves or any other Leicester channel, uh, or any other football channel, you know, even Mark Goldbridge, we are here to have an opinion. We're not right. We're not always perfect. It is our opinion, and that's what it is. And when you just watch your team, you know, play like we did against Southampton, we are going to be annoyed. And it takes somebody like a Rob Tanner, because you won't get it off Fabrizio, because obviously he's just quick, short, he's going, he's going, this is where, here we go, and all that. But Rob Tanner writes it all out, and it does make you think. So this is, this for me, made really interesting reading, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Brad. Leicester have made losses of £120 million over the past three years after recording profits for the previous four years. But we're not actually that close. But we're not actually that close to breaking the Premier League's financial fair play rules. Clubs are allowed permissible losses, such as the money spent on COVID nineteen community projects, the academy and infrastructure, including the training ground and the women's team, which meant that Leicester were inside the threshold of 105 million of losses allowed over three years. Well, when you come to think that the Training round was 100 million. Yeah. Uh, but they know what is coming in the next set of accounts to be published next year, which would cover 2021 22. And they are concerned to the point they have decided to act now. They want to protect the club's financial situation and avoid the prospect of being unable to compete in Europe if they qualify because they have failed UEFA's fair strict, far stricter FFP rules, which stipulates the club total expenditure on transfer wages and agent fees 
cannot exceed 70% of its revenue. Uh, the, the club's wage to turnover ratio was 105% in 1920 and 85% in 2021, due mainly to improved contracts for the club's best assets. Leicester know they have to reduce that despite the revenue increase in their latest accounts. In short, they have to balance the books and have had to put the brakes on now. That is probably, and I said that what Rob Dorsett wrote on the Sky website a few weeks ago was yeah. uh, was excellent. That those few paragraphs there were probably the most sensible thing I have read about our club this whole transfer window. I, I'd be very inclined to agree with you, and I think it's the most clearest answer we as fans are going to get to mm. the burning question of. What, what exactly is it? Is it just a case of, you know, losing a Samore and then getting someone in? Clearly, it's not. Clearly, the reason is, is we're thinking not just ahead, but say Leicester do have a good season and get a European spot. But we're already, already under the influence there that we would not be within their regulations. So we would be ill-prepared for a European journey because we'd have to sell further players to bring that in. And I think that's the clearest and simplistically worded answer you're going to get so it could be understood and fans get a really good understanding for, for the actual full reason behind it because you can only speculate so much and make, and make common sense assumptions, which I, which I and others have posted common sense, i.e. like you have as well, Chris, King Power losing money, uh, investing in the surroundings of the ground. We all know that side of it, but this is the side that kind of, yeah, but what else? Because we know there's something else than just the obvious that stares you in the face. And, and it's good to hear that we've got this what else written out for us in, in, in plain English, yeah. as they simply yeah. say. Yeah. He went on to say quickly, Leicester have made sizable contract offers to Madison and Tielemans. Uh, but the departure of Kasper Schmeichel to Nice removed one of the biggest earners. Schmeichel wanted to stay for another 12 months, but Nice's three-year contract offer was the best he was going to get at the age of 35, and Leicester decided not to compete. Um, it's fair, which is fair. As much as I love yeah. Kasper, that is really fair. Yes, yeah. So I've got to say... I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually change my thoughts on 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 Brendan because when you read that, let's seriously let's seriously say, do we all sit here and go, yeah, it's still Brendan's fault? No, no, and the prob the problem is, I, this is this is a different half of what his job entails, and I I, I hope now maybe a little bit more acceptance can be brought on um you know will can be brought on to going okay it wasn't all roger's fault i think deep down we all know this isn't all entirely on roger's shoulders the only problem is as fans as long as we don't hear something drastic about the financial state of our club being in any crisis the main focus is on results and how they're playing football and if they're not playing football at a brilliant standard or a good way you know i can begrudge you know, I've talked to you about certain tactics working to get Champions League or European football for other clubs and they didn't like it. So, well, anyway, my point is, if you put that performance on a pitch, 
that's where the fans really care for what he's doing right or wrong. And if he's getting that right, then we'll leave him to do all the struggles and, and, and wish him the best to come out of it well in, in terms of being able to get us a transfer market and improve our squad for next season. This season. We can deal with un- and sympathise with that. What you can't do is let that snowball and pile up. And unfortunately for Brendan, I do feel sorry for him. Not only has that been brought to light way too late for some people to change their mind and give sympathy for him, but he's dealing with that and trying to get a cohesive unit out of the 23 players that actually give a toss about that club mm. and want to play for Leicester week in, week out, if they can. You know, out of the 25, 26 players we've got, unfortunately, 5% of them really... I mean, Tillemans is better because he's actually happy to still play in Seattle 12 months and, and that, and there's some players that aren't, but uh, it, I do sympathise with him more. However... If he doesn't improve results on the pitch, he's still got to go. I hope he does because I never want to see a manager lose. Because it, because funny enough, more defeats are more detrimental to my football club and our football club. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I like you said about the well situation. I never want to see a manager sacked, but I always no. feel that it's better to say that. You never, time you, yesterday, had we lost yesterday, whatever, I would have been shouting for Rogers to go because yes. we should not be losing to those sort of teams. And, you know, Mike was in earlier and, you know, we've got Newport again. Bring it on, revenge. You know? But um, yeah, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm hoping too much. I don't know. Uh, but as, as C96 says there, yeah, it is all about uh, the, the brand of football needs to change. And that's why I'm not totally Brendan in because he's stubborn. We know he's stubborn. When we find something that really works, like Casper and Nacho together, he then changes it. So, yes, I, I, I agree. But I'm prepared to say, let's give him more time. Um, I mean, look at Arsenal last season. At this stage, three games in, they've got no points. So we're one point better off than them. And they finished first. Uh, sorry, fifth. Sorry. Um, results do matter. Um, this one, Ray, and we'll end with this one. Why can't we make Dakar a right winger? A speed is top in top in the world. I want to say two two players to you here, and then I'll explain why. One of them is Gary Lineker, and one of them is uh, Musa, who we signed, you may remember, from Spartak Moscow. Uh, Gary Lineker was sold to um, Barcelona. After being there a while, they sat the, the then manager, which I believe was Terry Venables, um, and his manager ended up being Johan Cruyff. Now, you've you, you got to say, think, oh, Johan Cruyff, he's going to know what he's doing, etc. And, of course, you know, it was Spanish league back in the day there, and he could probably win, a bit like Celtic and Rangers. But he put Gary Lineker out on the wing. Yeah. Gary Lineker hated it. But Gary Lineker's fast, and he will admit, I don't think they ever scored with a header, and he never scored a goal outside of the uh, six-yard box, but he got into that six-yard box to be on the end of all the crosses. Stuck out on the wing, he couldn't do anything, and he absolutely hated it, and very came, and that was one of the reasons he actually came back and joined Tottenham Hotspur. Um, uh, let's say Musa. Everybody went bad over... Uh, oh, God, I've forgotten his name. A guy who joined us, French guy... Scored two against Peterborough. Um, oh, um, uh, for, 
Efficiente Diabate. Diabate, yeah, that's him. Everybody oh, went mad. because of our yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody went mad saying, oh, no, this guy scored two goals against Peterborough. Isn't that, is he not fantastic? No, he was shit. And I'll yeah. tell you why, because you you were saying that about uh, Diabate, who scored two again. Do you know, Musa, on his debut for the club, scored two against Barcelona. Uh-huh. In that intercontinental shitty cup thing, whatever it was. Um, and you know what? Ranieri went to play him on the wing. Yeah, again, you know. And we never got the best out of him. No, but again, you know? and this is no disrespect to him, because it, in fact it's, it, it's commendable for how amazing he's been as a player. It's the gift and the curse that comes with joining Leicester as a striker when your striking partner that you're training with is um, is um, Jamie Vardy. It's a, it's a gift and a curse to have a player of such calibre at, at, um, at it because whilst you play with one up front or 4-3-3 three, three, as we've become accustomed to, and you have to take into account that when you've got an Albrighton or a Lutman or a, a Mares or a... <laughs> Or a, or a bars at your club, you're going to predominantly play winger. So unless you go for the traditional Mike Bassett, as I'm going to start calling it, four four two, um, you're not going to you're Ladies not going to play two strikers. England will be playing four four fucking two. Exactly, my testaments. Exactly, but again, unless you're going to go to back to that old school '90s style way, because I think you, I feel like I saw it a lot in the the night is you're never going to get these players to do that and you're going to have to mm. fight it and, and Nacho and Daka will be told look you might have to um, like it and lump it but this mm. year next year you do um, players are asked to play in different positions to help the club look at Tielemans last year um, Mike who we were just talking about is in bring on the Newport Massive uh, Patty is now at Partisan Belgrade, apparently. Um, good luck to him. It was, it was just shit for us. Ray says there, Vardy played ring, winger, and he was absolutely, I think, not very good at it. That's where Roy Hodgson put him for England, and yet every yeah. Leicester City fan was going, why is he putting him on the left wing? Why is yeah. he playing him as a striker? That's yeah. why he didn't go to Arsenal. Because they wouldn't play to his strengths. No, they were going to play him as a winger as well. And we, we've all seen that infamous report from the person who apparently put the deal together, saying that he knew when Barley sat down he wasn't going to join and da 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 da. Yeah. But also, you are talking. You are talking about an England manager that put Harry Kane on corner taking duty. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yes, of course. And of course, not Tyson. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna put anybody on corner duty for England, you don't put the one who draws out the side of his mouth to take you because he's going to slip over take him. <laughs> well, I will ignore that and move on. Um, the, thing, <laughs> the thing is, though, right? Um, if we are, right, we've got, we've just bought Samore. He is a championship winner in France for the one season, although you could argue that it was Poch that was in charge when PSG didn't win it. He was in the team that won it. Brendan bought him for a particular reason, whatever that was, or the scouting team decided he was the one. And you know what? He's been asking him to change his style of play. 
and he's now selling him because eh, he won't change his style of play. Well, guess what, Brendan? It's not rocket science. Whoever is, whoever's picking these players, buy them, buy them for the position that they play in. If we need a right winger, let's get a right winger. You know, if we get, uh, I mean, yes, we've missed out on Luckman now. Uh, if anybody in who is a mod, can you if you can get rid of the uh, the, the 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 sex troll that's in, please? Um, I don't know if anybody. I don't know who's. I know Brad's gone. Mike is in, I think. So, Mike, if you can uh, if you can destroy them, I would be very very grateful. Uh, Dakin was with Tofu and Joel on the wings to deal with. I mean, we've got Dakar to score goals. And let's be honest with you at the moment. Vot, cheers, Mike. Well done, mate. Um, let's be honest, Dakar. Sorry, Vardy is not scoring goals for us at the moment. Now, I'm not saying he should be dropped. And we do know he's, he seems to be going off on this sort of 60-minute, 60 65-minute time, which we said is probably how he's going to be. But do you know what? And thank you, Terry, as well. Um, do you know what? We then bring in Acho on, who can't play up front on his own. But we've got stuck Dakar out on the wing. So then, we haven't, I mean... <sighs> We must have a right winger in the squad somewhere in the under-23s that we can bring through. <laughs> I just... Let's put... It's all about... Do you remember... Do you remember... Um, was it Ian Holloway? Who... I think he had Ian Hume playing on the wing at one point. Yeah. You, you've you got to have round pegs in round holes. i tell you what. I'll, I'll remind you of a winger that we never saw the light of day off. Artos Kaputska. Well, this is funny you should mention that because we've got the World Cup coming up and there is a prime example of do not to buy one player on the strength of one good tournament because you've uh-huh. seen them in five or six games and, you know, Soyuncu, look at him in the Euros. We wouldn't have bought him after his Euro performance. Um, Kaputska... Player of the tournament, I believe, for the under 21s, Euros, whatever it was, hardly saw the light of day for us. And in, in fairness, who the hell's ever going to fill Mares's boots? That's the problem, you know. Even his countryman, Gazelle, you know, he was called Gazelle, but he ran like an elephant. You know, there's no. I don't know, I thought an elephant had more coordination and could control the ball better, but I Possibly. see you. Probably. Possibly. Um, but no, it's a case of let, let's put the players in. Where we should, in fact, the, the reason we couldn't didn't sign Luckman, I actually read it out earlier. Sat, uh, if that is sat, by the way. Um, but the, it, it basically it was it was what I've what we've just said about having to balance the books and what have yeah. you. Well, I just wanted to bring it in balance. Yeah, uh, it's uh, no, I see, I disagree with this, Ray. Inacho could be a lone strike between Barnes and Dakar, just like Harry Kane. You don't know it until you try it. I mean, we've seen him over the last couple of years being able to hold a ball up better. And when he's played in that false nine is what you're asking him to play. Shinji Okazaki played it a little bit when he was a regular team. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Whether he can do it is a different question. And there's only one man that actually knows that answer uh, or try it. We We know very well that Brendan wants to make his players versatile. We've seen Madison play across that park, haven't we? We've seen him on the left, we've seen him at the centre, we've seen him at the right. We've, we've seen that um, with Barnes at points. He's even played striker for him uh, in some points. 
which I know baffled people when we only had Nacho thinking, why isn't Nacho getting it? But again, we're, we're digressing. The point is, we you never know. He might look at that. It might be something that working on in training. The only thing I do have a question with, and I know we're a little bit past it, but I will literally just said, um, the thing is, is Samore was brought in, and apparently from what Brendan actually said about Samore, is um, he was told very, very clearly that his job was to be that hybrid, that player that could go to come on for Wilf if he was injured or we needed a replacement for it, or he could step up and do the midfield Tillemans job. He came in with the impression that he could do both and he was like, yeah, I could definitely do both and I'm going to do that for the team. So I actually look more towards the player on that because, you know, Leicester are going to always want to recoup money on a player if they've not gone well. But instead of doing a Dennis Pratt and getting his head down and saying, no, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to replace Ndidi if I get the chance. I'm going to muscle in on, you know, a midfield spot if given the opportunity. He's kind of gone, I don't like it. I've got to go back to France. Yeah, and I think that's maybe what's happening as well. I think you have to also look at the player in that situation. Um, yeah, no, it is, it is, it is a you know very good point. I mean, you know, with every time the, the whistle blows, there's 30 to 30 to 70,000 fans in every stadium that think they can do better than the manager. So, you know, we're no, we're no different on here. Um, Sat says, and I'll quickly run th- run through this for you, Sat. First of all, can I please ask you to do what it says there? We are slowly getting towards the um, 1500, uh, and we've had somebody sub join the show this evening, so thank you very much, whoever that was. If you haven't, please get onto YouTube, onto the Less Little I Die channel, Less Little I Die TV. Make sure you put the TV on because there are a few Less Little I Die different channels out there that aren't me. Uh, Less Little I Die TV. And please, please give us a subscribe. Um, this, this was the team that actually um, Craig went for earlier. And he went for a 4-4-2. I haven't unfortunately saved it, so I can't show you a nice graphic. Uh, but Ward was in goal. And I've got to be honest with you, I completely agreed with him. Ward is in goal, four at the back, Justin on the left, Castagna on the right. Uh, Evans in the centre. Uh, centre-back, Soyuncu was the left centre-back. No Amati, Brendan. He could not play on the left in any form. So Soyuncu, who had a decent game uh, the other week, um, on the left, he had Jewsbury Hall. He's, he's, not, he's not happy with um, Barnes at the moment. On the right... He had, uh, I think it was some Spanish player. I don't know his name, but he, he picked him. And then in the middle, he had Ndidi. And then he had Pratt in that Tielemann sort of row. And up front, and this is probably the one that I disagreed with him. He went Vardy and Inacho, where I would probably have started with Daka. Um, because, only because Vardy just isn't knocking them in at the moment. And bring him on, but bring him on for the last 20, 30 minutes, whatever. Uh, but I do. I did agree with. Um, I did. I did totally agree with. Uh, oh, sorry. Did I say Madison? I didn't say Madison, did I? No, you said Wilfred no. and Didi um, and Pratt. Yeah, he typed in Didi on when he sent me the message. Um, but that was Madison. Sorry, but that was before we knew he was injured and might not be playing. I liked Perez the other day. Um, he had. I say. I think he linked up well with Castagna. Um, 
and and you said this before, Brad, that if we're saying for a player like Vardy, well, he's not scoring goals, but look at everything he brings to the team. Look at all the effort he puts in. You've kind of got to say the same a little bit about Perez, and I know I'm never going to convince yeah. you, but um, uh, as Jesse said, there, I, I rate Pratt. He should be starting. Yeah, so I rate him well. Let, let him go. Let him go and start him. But apparently, and I did ask this because after the Stockport game, and I can't remember if I told you this or not, but Alan Bennett, who goes to all the games, he picks our man of the match for us. Watching, watching um, the game obviously makes the you know you you see a lot more i actually asked him how how did vestergaard do and he he said he actually did all right now i didn't give him a hell of a heap of praise but all i remember is on the graphic that i was using in the show vestergaard was up past that halfway line so much bringing the ball forward and we have we're not having fafana that does that <laughs> and yet it was Stockport, I get yeah. that. But yeah. he was still part of the defence that absolutely, yeah. you know, cut, well, kept them down to four shots all, all game. I don't know if this is a wind-up or not, Jesse, but Brad knows I like Perez too. Yeah, that's, yeah, we've, we, we've had discussions, mate. mate, <laughs> mate, is, mate is, she, is she being sarcastic or does she like? No, Perez? she does. She does. Yeah. She's, a, she's, a, she's a fan of Perez, so, you know, well, it is what it is. Like I not say, perfect. Not like, perfect. <laughs> Apart from me, come on, come on. Well, <laughs> no. well, well, the, 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 well, that begins with P that I could describe you as, but that's <laughs> no, 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 young man. Um, like I said, I, it's a new season, I've drawn the line, everybody starts on that line again, whether it be Perez, whether it be Vestergaard, Bertrand, they all start there and let's see how they perform. Because it is a new season. But hey, that was the uh I do like doing these and we'll do them again next week if you're uh, if you're up for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean I, yeah. if everybody's enjoying them as well, I, I'm I'm up for timing permitting to make these regular. I do yeah. like going through his press conference and, and talking about any hot topics through the week. I mean, on a Thursday, um moving forward. Um, I will be doing mine eight o'clock every Thursday, just so you're aware, yeah, just so yeah, you can look at yeah. that. And, and, and well, no, last week we did it at six, if you remember. Yes, yes. Um, and that probably where the hell have I put it? Honestly, if I was organized, I'd be there. Here we go. Uh, on a Thursday, it's usually the match preview at nine. Um, and it was only because it was late and I've forgotten about it that we're still doing it this um, this late. But oh. it would usually be about six o'clock when we did oh, it. That's fine, mate. Because yeah. yeah. all the seven o'clocks are going to come forward to six. And if we do do the radio station, all the nines are coming forward to eight. So we'll probably do this again next. But although I said that, we've got we've got Manchester United next week on Thursday. So I'm not sure. Hold that thought next Thursday. It will probably be a Man United watch along, followed by the transfer window, which will be closed about an hour after the watch along. So it'll probably be one show all thrown in together. Um, I don't know why I'm getting excited. We're not. It's not like we're going to sign anybody, is it? You know. And... No. We, we, in fact, all we're doing is counting down to what time we can turn the cameras off and go bed. <laughs> really? And I tell you what, as well, who the 
fucking hell, at, at the FA scheduled games on the same day as the bloody transfer window closes. Geniuses, oh, mate. Geniuses. You know, FA couldn't piss up brewery, couldn't, brings to mind. Brad, thank you very much, sir. We're going to call it a day there. Uh, didn't quite get over a um, uh, <laughs> the three hours that we managed the other night, uh, for that was a watch along, though. Uh, uh, he said, uh, oh, he may have skied that penalty, but he's one of the only players to get a hat-trick. Uh, I mean, he, he, he is, Jesse, that, that poor penalty is coming through my window in Manchester from Stockport. It's not from <laughs> here in a minute. Yeah, it's not so far, is and it? Jesse, Jess, who said to you through Messenger, I called it, didn't I? I said, one of these between Madison and Perez is going to sky it. So, yeah. Didn't he hit the bar and it go over? No, no, he played that bar well and truly good. Right. Jesse said, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for the stream. You are welcome, Jesse. Don't forget, give us a subscribe if you would be so kind. Uh, bye bye, she says. Um, and David, this is a good idea, Chris Brad. So if you're up to it, yeah, we probably will, but we'll probably be doing it earlier in the night. Yeah. Um, it's it's late tonight. I've said that though, we've got a bloody good audience tonight. So I don't know. But if we're doing the radio show, it'll we'll be on the radio. Out. We'll figure okay. it out. <laughs> Ray, thank you very much for joining us, mate. Uh good night, Chris and Brad. Great show as always. Thank you, sir. Um, Brad. We'll have a chat with you after the show. Uh, stay in the in the green room. Um, you did a show tonight. I shared the link in the in in the Lester Till I Die Twitter. What was it about, and where can people listen to it? Uh, well, it was about, uh, funny enough, the other nineteen clubs because I did do Leicester at the end, but I talked and broke down all their transfers, ins and outs, up till today. Um, I went through all 20 clubs. I gave them my opinion on their ins and outs as a collective. Uh, and, yeah, it was a really fun show. Had a lot of people on there. Um, you can find me, first of all, not, not just here, but in the links in the description, but you can find me on Twitter, at Full Time Focus. And if you search on YouTube, A Matter of Opinion, uh, you will come across my YouTube, uh, where literally every Thursday... I have a topic selected for you guys that I'm going to be discussing and talking about. And if you guys like to be discussing 90s nostalgia, Disney, football, whatever the topic is, and you just enjoy that thing where your opinion's not absolutely torn to shreds for having an opinion. That's why you created the channel, so you can just give your opinion and feel fine to give it. It'd be great if you get over there and check it out. And obviously, make sure before you leave here, you do exactly what it says right there. And subscribe before you head on over to my channel. I wasn't able to watch it live because when um, obviously I had my own preview show of our own preview yeah. show earlier, and um, when I actually came off and, and downloaded everything and went on, you'd finished. So um, I, I was I was sitting to see what you said about Leicester. To be honest with you, night, Paul. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Mike, what is your away allocation? It's Newport, so you won't fill it, whatever it is. Uh, 3,200. <laughs> uh, the club can offer a minimum of 5% of the stadium's capacity to away games. So you work it out from our attendance, Mike. Your maths is going to be better than mine. Yeah. But a club is obligated to do five, and they, they don't have to offer more. So it's about 1,000. thousand. How are you going to get there, Mike? How are you going to get set there? Up now. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was I was going to say something, but I'm not. I'm not because it, it can be taken the wrong way, and I didn't. Mm. I wouldn't have meant it the way it would have been taken. But uh, Mike, if you don't if you don't go, yeah, just come on the watch along, mate, and uh, we'll get the piss out of each other. I won't other. worry about the away allocation. I think there'll be plenty of seats in the home end for that game as well. Yes. Oh, depending on how the season goes, I think there well could be. Brad, thanks very much, mate. No Take worries, buddy. Enjoy it as always. And we'll see you tomorrow night at eight o'clock for the question and answer show. And I'm pretty sure certain Mr. Fafana will be coming up on that as well. Oh, I've got a funny feeling he might come up. You might see me lose my rag like Brendan if it gets axed five times in a row. <laughs> Jesse said about 160 for for uh, you better get you better hurry up then, Mike, because there's be down to 159 if you get one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, thanks, Brad. Speak to you in a second. I'll see you tomorrow right. night. Eight o'clock, guys, for more of this. It's the show that you control. We will talk about whatever questions you ask. We usually have one question in to get us going, um, all Leicester-related or football-related, but mainly Leicester-related. Uh, if it's not about football, if it's not about Leicester, don't bother asking it. We'll see you tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Cheers, Brad. No worries, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. All the rest, thanks to Brad there. Uh, he will be back, like I say, 8 o'clock tomorrow for the uh, Q&A uh, show. Um, yep, yes, 8 o'clock tomorrow, I think we're going to be doing that. Uh, need, I can't even read a diary. I'm in the wrong weeks. Thank you so much. Like I've said so many times, if you are new, please click that subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, help me get to my goal. That would be absolutely brilliant. And please, uh, if you are subscribed, please, please click the like button. It does does help. Uh, Jesse, thank you so much. That means that really does mean a lot. It really is. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you very much. And if you ever want to come on and have a chat, Brad knows what I'm like. Uh, you're more than welcome. Not a problem at all. Mike, I do hope if you want to go, I do hope you get a ticket, mate. And obviously, travel safe if you do go there. Uh, there are some nutter Leicester fans about. <laughs> I'll warn you. But it's been great. It's been fantastic. Enjoyed the show tonight. Sloppy seconds, but it was a great show. And uh, I will see you tomorrow night, ooh, 8 o'clock, like I say. Get your questions ready. See you then. Good night. Remember, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Good night now. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.